This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. Focus, man. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. What were you thinking, buddy? Please welcome the man behind the madness. Your host and audio flavor maestro, Marquise Edwards. out there we are back for another outstanding episode as we continue to celebrate women's empowerment and history month and i continue to dig into my treasure chest of fabulous friends and guests for the show to elaborate on various topics for you all's enjoyment uh, today i have a childhood friend that i grew up with um, that has done some pretty very amazing things as far as her personality her character and being a positive impact in today's world as a, as a young woman her name is Jordana Williams. Uh, I actually grew up with one of my good friends. Uh, she's one of my good friends, good friends and sisters. And uh, we've always kept in touch and I've always commended her for the way she carried herself and the way that she contributes with her positivity and attitude as far as how she communicates with everybody. It's like the best vibe ever that she gives every time you speak with her. So it's such a great opportunity to have when she sacrifices her time to be on the show. I dug in my deep down in the chest, uh, you know, to uh, the really good, strong friends for this month's episode. So I hope everybody enjoys the conversation that we're about to have. And uh, yeah, just sit back, relax, and we're going to talk about some real issues. And I feel like uh, she's one of the appropriate people to be able to elaborate on because she's very well educated and just has a really good outtake on uh, serious issues. Before we start, I would like to give a moment of brief silence and respect to a sister that I grew up with uh, named Akot Marnina. For those who don't speak Hebrew, it's a sister Marnina. She was uh, one of my childhood teachers, I guess I'd say, and she was a very, very, very sweet woman. Um, she helped with music, and she was just a very joy to be around uh, for everyone. And she recently has made her transition to a higher uh, calling, and uh, she will be greatly missed. And I would, you know, this is like fresh off the press, so kind of still been holding on to it a little bit. So I just want to give her a moment of appreciation on our show before we uh, begin, because I feel like she impacted us both, you know, uh, as far as individuals, um, as far as being a positive person. And it just shows you how positivity she was a very, very positive person. So um, may her soul rest in peace and also, you know, may her family uh, heal and get understanding during this time. So. Now, would you like to introduce yourself? I've talked enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want anybody to forget that you're there. Yes. Hey, everyone. My name is Darona. I'm a lifestyle coach. Um, I recently took on this journey. Well, I wouldn't say recently, but uh, close to two years now. And I am enjoying it. It is my calling. And um, it feels great because I'm more in alignment of who I am and why I am here. So. Yes, and thank you so much for this opportunity for being here. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, always. So I did say that this month is Women's Empowerment and Women's History Month. So my first question for you, daughter, now would be, do you have any uh, personage or woman that historically or nowadays that 
or women that inspired you to be the person you are today or that you kind of seen as a role model or someone who you looked up to to help you mold into the person that you are today? Uh, okay. So I would say one person from history and the other person who is actually in my life and as has been there for me ever since. Okay. So starting out the main important person who is my father, my Abba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it wasn't for him, I don't feel that I would have um, understood my calling. I wouldn't understand the different steps that I had to take in order for me to reach my goals. Mm. So he has been a um, great role model, a hero who has always had my back, always Mm. um, was there for me when I needed some form of guidance. Mm-hmm. So he was just, he was more than what a father in my eyes was supposed to be. He always reached a different standard of uh, going over and beyond of just the title of a father mm. to help me grow into the woman that I am today. So yes, I want to give gratitude to that and to, for him being in my life and for always showing me and guiding me in his light and wisdom. Beautiful. Yeah. And another person who um, from history who I um, admire is she goes by, well, her real name is Gabrielle. She is, well, was a fashion designer. So I'm sure you're aware of or you know of Coco Chanel. Okay. 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 Coco Chanel, she, she grew up in a uh, I should say, like, more of a poverty type of environment. Um, her family didn't have much. She, so long story short, she came from nothing and created an empire for herself, a legacy. And I admire that. So mm-hmm. she, her designs, when she created different designs when she was younger, um, first she came from an orphanage. Um, her parents, her mother died when she was young, when she was 11. And her dad um, raised her until she's like 11. And then he took her and her sister over to some orphanage to raise them. So mm-hmm. she came from some form of a, not so much of a motivational outlet in order for her to express herself. So therefore she didn't have entities to go to, to for help. So mm-hmm. she created that on her own. And I mm-hmm. admire that. Mm-hmm. And then the different designs that she came up with back in those days uh, for a woman to have a business of her own was unheard of. And for a woman to actually establish herself in a way that was kind of like not accepted mm-hmm. and for her to push through and do it anyway, I think that was bold and beautiful. Mm, I agree. Yes. So I admire that. My, her story, admired her journey and admire her, her, her willingness to be more than what she didn't have access to of being. And that's, I guess that speaks volumes to, I mean, the the theme of the month, um, showing true strength. Uh, Strength can be, uh, I would say, uh, gauged in different ways. Everybody thinks strength is like just no physical, the physical strength, you know, I can lift up the world or I can push this heavy piece of machinery or something like that. But strength, um, as you get older, you understand that true strength lies in so many more areas and I feel like yeah. that's, that's a, a great display of strength perseverance and courage just based on her story and then based on the fact that her story motivated you as well um, and also on top of that 
also you mentioned your dad which is something that i feel a lot of people in our generation today i'm not gonna say everyone don't uh don't understand the importance of parenting like really good parenting and support and being there for your children because um, we're a little bit you know older now we're not old but we're a little bit older now and yes when when things click in and you understand what those things mean to you and how they help you develop into your heart who you are today that's why it's so important when you are in your children's lives or not in your children's lives to make a positive impact because later on you know it will help you to get to where you need to be positive or negatively and that's the big thing a lot of people don't you know understand how important parenting is it's your character and everything starts at home yeah i your agree biggest, if your biggest fan isn't from home you're going to seek a biggest fan from somewhere else and that's a that's a that's a gamble you know you don't know if that person's going to be the genuine person that your parents are right so Shout out to her definitely a great dad motivating her. I, I, I feel like if he does listen to this, he's going to be very happy to know how much of an impact he made on you. I'm quite sure he knows already because, you know. Oh, yeah. Good. I voice that. I express <laughs> it all the time. Right, so, <laughs> I don't hold <have> back. <laughs> right. So he knows, but at least he knows he told the world now. <laughs> he told the world. He put it out there in the public airwaves. So. Uh, you spoke about, you know, you've been a life coach and that being your calling. So can you explain just a little bit out there um, as far as. Uh, what your responsibilities or focus is as a life coach right now because some people I guess I mean I, I think it's a fairly uh, new term nowadays because people really don't understand you know in detail what it actually entails or what you actually specialize in or what you're actually focusing on so I was going to give you opportunity you know to explain what you focus on and you said it was your calling what do you enjoy most about it okay so I would just share a little bit of um, a background of my interpretation of when I was a kid and what I had access to. So um, ever since I was younger, um, I have always been passionate about health and wellness. You know, like while most kids, you know, they care about, they don't care too much about that. They don't care too much about or have any interest in healthy living or whatnot. So. I had, you know, a strong desire and a need to to kind of like uh, see what I can possibly get into. At first, I, I used to say, oh, I will go to school to be a psychiatrist mm-hmm. or I will go to school to be a nurse because I knew within my heart that my true alignment of who I am and why I'm here is to be a service to people. Mm-hmm. So I knew it had to be something a little more personable. In helping people. So growing up, you know, growing up in the community, amongst people, you know, just uh, growing up in a community with people who had an outlook of um, of health, in a sense of physical well being, in a sense of okay, uh, we have this here and it's good for you, so therefore eat it. Mm-hmm. So we had some form. We had access to knowledge of information of how to sustain a healthy way of living, but by eating, not so much of mentally or emotionally. Hmm. So that's the approach. When I noticed that, I'm like, okay, that's the angle that I want to reach people in. I want to reach people on a mental and emotional state of well-being, of helping them. 
Hmm. Because that's something that I didn't have access to or knew or anyone else knew of when I was growing up. So, mm-hmm. yes, you can be physically healthy. But if your mental and emotional state is imbalanced, you might as well just eat anything garbage because mm-hmm. it has an effect on your body. Mm. So it all interlaced together. They all work together. Those different layers of a person works together. So how you do one thing is how you do everything. That is, uh, that's a very, uh, strong point. I feel, um, not to cut you off, but a strong, a very strong point. I feel when you, uh, resonated with me when you said, you know, you can, if you're not healthy mentally, emotionally, you can might as well eat whatever you want because you still, I mean, affecting yourself negatively in another way. So like I can attest, you know, she, uh, did grow up uh, in an overseas, well, she said communities for those who are out there who don't know what she means. She grew up uh, in a, the Mediterranean uh, area of Northeast Africa, uh, Israel, in a small community where they had a way of life. And um, we're not going to get too much into it, but there was a specific way of life that everybody had. Everybody grew up. So it was a holistic lifestyle, um, very uh, strict on diet and things like that, uh, which is very healthy um, because I feel like today the, the world has adapted to veganism a little bit more than back when we were growing up. That was one of the key focus points of our growing up uh, in that environment was the healthy eating. Now we're not here to point out shortcomings of what we didn't, what we didn't know, did or didn't get. But as you can see, um, as she grew uh, older, that she started to realize that we were lacking other things. And one of the most beautiful things I feel that as a responsible person can do. Is you see a problem and you insert yourself to fix it because like I, I, we had a green room, green room session and I was letting her know why I was doing the show because everybody complains and everybody knows where we our shortcomings are but who's actually making the necessary steps to change things so she found her calling and based on her own observations of how she grew up and found out where she can fill a need which is very commendable because I feel in society if more of us do that we will solve a lot more problems because. We're all really good at pointing out problems, but no one's good at solving them or trying to solve them. So let's talk about emotional health first. We'll go, we'll go to emotional health first. So what would you define as emotional health and what are some practices of good emotional health and bad emotional health for anyone out there listening? Okay. So emotional health and mental health. It's all different responses of the different layers of our brain. So we have, I like to call it three brains. But of course, we have one brain, but it's all um, kind of cut up in different areas in our head. So, okay, so we have three brains. Um, One is like the cortex. That's more of a conscious brain. And that's that's how we make logic of things. And that's Mm -hmm. how we deal with different thoughts, conscious thoughts that comes to um, our consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, and then we have like the limbic, the limbic brain and that brain deals with the emotions. Mm-hmm. And then we have the stem, which is the main important one, which I will elaborate in a few seconds, but the stem brain is the programming of what is survival. So that's the subconscious mind. So we are social and historical beings, which means like, we were born into beliefs and interpretations, like each of each, all of us. Now, for example, if you add, let's say, let's say there is this kid 
who is uh, 10 years old. This girl is 10 years old. And she has this guy, this, this kid, same age as her, who nag her and call her fat and ugly. And then you have the same girl who grows up and to be 15 years old. And now she has her first boyfriend and she experienced her first breakup. And now you have the same girl who goes through an experience in life. Now she's 25 and she have her first experience of love. And then it ends in a disaster. So now this same girl grows up. So all of her experiences throughout her life, she grows up and build different stories and beliefs of who she is based on what she experienced. Mm. So she grows up, say, oh, like, you know, for example, oh, um, and no one really truly likes me or I am hard to satisfy or I'm not that attractive. So I'm going to settle for what less for something less than I deserve. So therefore, we all grow up with different programming systems. We all grow up with different programming systems and that right there triggers different emotional and mental well-beings based mm. on those programmings that we have been exposed to. And it starts at birth. It mm. starts at birth. It starts from, you know, the parents, teachers, family members, the media, the culture, all contribute to these stories that gets built up in our subconscious mind mm. and what actually lingers the longest and kind of replay itself over and over throughout the years is the ones that have a strong emotional attachment to them therefore like okay the break the, the breakup uh, with this girl when she was uh, you know 15 to 25 Mm -hmm. That had a strong impact her, an emotional impact on her. So anything that have a strong emotional impact, it repeats itself because you hold on it to dear life. Mm -hmm. And the brain, all it want to do is protect you. So therefore, if you hold on to different stories and they noticing and it's noticing like, hey, it's not killing us. So why not repeat what you actually keep remembering or keep holding on to because it didn't kill you mm. so therefore some a lot of people they run into this uh uh chasing the tail chasing their own tail in life in a sense of um they run into a lot of re repeatedness like they repeat certain things in different like it's a repeat it's a it's kind of like a re uh, repetitive experience but it might be differently, like, let's say it's a different guy or it's a different girl or a different uh, uh, company or whatever. But it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of stemmed from our programming. It stems okay. from, yes, it stems from the map that we created for ourselves from we were, whew, before we even knew any better. And a lot of people hold on to these stories. And that's when belief come into mind. That's when when people create like you have you ever heard of limiting belief, limiting belief systems, L limited belief. Yes. OK. What's that? So that's that's pretty much the stories you believe about yourself. OK. And those stories, those stories has been created since mm. you were whew, first born. Yes. It's it's awesome. It's it's amazing. So long story short, um, just want to get back to your question. I kind of got a, a little excited there and kind of it's went okay. off topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're passionate <laughs> about it, which I love you're passionate about it because, you know, when you speak about things, I can hear it in your, you know, in your soul that you really understand it. And you, it's like, you know, I'm trying to educate you, trying to edu- educate people. You're fine. Please, by all means. Yes. Yes. So emotions is just emotion. When you experience a strong emotion, mm-hmm. whether it's a positive emotion or a negative emotion, that is just the response of something within you that is trying to be nourished or mm. just trying to get your attention. Mm. So let, for example, I'll give you an example. And it also um, represents itself in a physical aspect as well. Like say, for example, uh, you, oh, you just came up with, you just have this crick in your neck or your neck just started hurting or mm. uh, your back just started hurting. So mm-hmm. the interpretations of that, and it just came out of nowhere. You didn't pull any muscle or anything in that matter. But what your body is communicating to you is stop, pause. You're doing too much. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Slow down. So our bodies is always communicating with us. And like I said, there's there's different layers to what makes us human. Okay. You know, the emotional, mental, and physical plane. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it, they all communicate with each other. And when one is out of alignment, they all out of an alignment. Mm-hmm. So you, you spoke about programming, right? And I'm going to actually give mm-hmm. you like a hypothetical question here. You spoke about programming and how we are programmed from childbirth, right? So my question for you is, in today's society, right? Mm-hmm. What do you feel as far as social media and media? How does that contribute to programming for younger kids nowadays? Like, what do you do you feel that this? Let me rephrase the question. Do you feel that social media nowadays, is it helping with better programming or is it hindering with uh, programming from childbirth? And, and I say this as far as going from, you know, a baby because we all know media and everything like that. First thing you do is throw your kid in front of the television and influence or something like that. So mm-hmm. this, pro- this programming, how do you feel in today's society, in social media helping the program or is it uh, hindering uh, positive? I would say both. both. It's hindering and it's helping. It's helping in a sense of, I feel that it's helping on one aspect of kids being more expressive in a sense of 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 sharing them about themselves or you i'm sure you notice like a lot of kids start making their own videos or or doing silly stuff or Mm -hmm. so it's like they're they are um inviting some form of expressiveness or creativity within Mm -hmm. them lives and within themselves in their lives so they building on that but Mm -hmm. on the same at the same time it's hindering because it's because there go then you have the other aspect that they start looking at other other things or other people and they start comparing themselves to that. So mm. that right there, yeah, that that mm. is diminishing. Yes, is diminishing their growth, is diminishing their well being. Okay, and I, I I can agree with you on both aspects. I don't know how I feel. I don't know if the pros outweigh the cons because I feel like today um, yeah that's the life we live in nowadays 
because it doesn't take it doesn't take a lot of skill for someone to negatively impact somebody, right? I mean, yes. mm-hmm. anybody can you know anybody can go Photoshop and make people think that you know make the make people seem as though their life is just so grand, and people see visually see these things and think. Uh, I was talking to a friend at work today, and uh, this is crazy that you brought this up, and he was just saying how like, like for example, like Instagram just makes you feel like your life is not even together, you know, like. You know, you're looking at Instagram and like we're all grown adults working good job well, decent job. I guess I say not great job, but good, yes. stable job and everything like that. Then you look at Instagram and you feel like, man, there's so many things that I'm not doing. And I'm just, you know, and this is this is for adults. So I think about younger kids. Mm. The influence has to be even that more strong because I was talking to a 27 year old guy today and that's how he felt. He's been working since he's been 18. Uh, graduated from high school, not never been in prison or any crazy stories or any uh, things that he openly admitted about. But he's like, man, I was looking at Instagram. He said, make me feel like my life is still so much. I have so much more to accomplish because it's an illusion, though. You know, it's not yes. it's not real. Mm-hmm. And my only quarrel with social media is that I feel like 70 percent. 60, 70% of it is all people pushing false narratives on people. And they're not thinking about the programming that you were saying that they're doing with people. Everybody thinking about their own benefit, buy my product, come buy this. You know, that's, that's all it's about or, you yeah. know, support, support me, but they're not supporting the people who are giving their mental energy and emotion to them, you know, saying, Oh, I wish I can be like this person or, Oh, I need to be like this person to feel accepted today. Right. So that's mm. definitely, um, that's that's you hit on the head. I will say that it's definitely a topic that I I want. I only discuss it with certain people. I don't, you know, certain people don't see it that way. And I know as adults we see things differently. But when you're seeing it from a coaching or a trying to help others uh, aspect, mm-hmm. you know, you don't look at it as like, oh, I'm just scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through that. You know, you look at it like, oh man, what are these people advertising? Like, why are they doing this? Like, kids, yes. are, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. You think about the long-term damage that it does as well, or whatnot. I don't know. I don't know if you remember when we grew up, right? We I don't know what you did. Maybe talk about my own bad stuff. But we started like look at like you know American TV and stuff, and we thought that's how you know that's how it was. You know, like yes. we didn't we didn't know any better, right? Like yeah. <laughs> and people asked me, uh huh. But you know, like that Israel they had like MTV, and we're like, oh man, we don't know. Like we thinking that's how that's how it is over here, or so like. Yes, but we were not the only ones. Every person in Israel thinks that. Every person who never really traveled. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I'm saying, yeah, I'm just saying, well, I'm speaking of myself, but I know it's way more than, way more than, I'll just give an example of how media can influence people to think that sometimes reality is what the, what we think reality is, is isn't true. And, um, I feel like, uh, how do you think we can, how do you think we can solve this issue as far as media? Do you think we're giving media too much power? Or we're not using it for the correct. I guess I would say we, you, you probably would say we're not using it for the correct things. But how do we get past? Well, I would, get past this? Mm-hmm. I would say limit your time. Number one, limit your okay. time that you are on social media. Mm-hmm. And if you are a type of person that can't detach yourself from your phone, set a timer on your phone to say, "Okay, it's time for me to de- detox myself away from that." Mm. And step yourself away from that and do something that's that's more uh uh something that's yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So that's one way of 
you know, helping so, yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, and just spreading the word and helping other people. Because it's it's really it's getting um, to the point where it's uh, <laughs> yes. No, I, like I, have to- <laughs> I know. Like you probably didn't think about it. Now we talking about it. Like you think about it, like man, this really is a problem, right? It's it's, yeah. it's, really, it's really a problem when we go we go on every day, you know, and not it's something you don't think about until you sit down, and, like analyze it, like man, like this is really a huge influence to people. It's, everybody out there doesn't have the same level of mental strength to look at something and say oh that's fake or oh, i don't want to be like this or it's just mm-hmm. entertainment. It's just entertainment right yeah, you got some, yeah so that's, and back into um your question that i don't think i really answer you asked me so what is coaching what is yes yes so so i i kind of like labelized myself as a lifestyle coach So I define it as working with the whole of a person. So getting to the root of uh, one's pain point on the mental, spiritual, emotional and physical level. Mm -hmm. So uh, this approach kind of helps you to focus on different aspects of your life and move on the path of what I I like to call like conscious health. So it's just like a consciousness of awareness of Mm -hmm. how you doing, what you doing, how you living and actually helping and guiding one person someone to see themselves so therefore like in a coaching session i will ask different questions for example i'll give you one example okay one of my clients she came to me she said oh um i asked her what do you want she said well i want to work on my writing skills i said okay what will working on your writing skills get you she said well I can write an application, a great application to get into grad school. I'm like, oh, wow, grad school. So, okay, once you have that, what else will open up for you? What would happen then? So like, well, I'll get, I will get my MBA. And I'm like, okay, yes, let's say you have your MBA. What now? She said, oh, well, then I can marry a guy with a PhD. I'm like, wow, okay. So you have a guy with a PhD, you, you, met a, you meet a guy with a PhD and you marry this guy. Okay, what opens up for you then? Like, what happens now? She's like, well, then I can take him home to meet my parents. I'm like, wow. So, okay, let's just put you in alignment of, you know, put you physically there. You, him meeting your parents and you there, you know, you there and interacting and like put yourself mentally there. And what gets to happen now? She said... Well, then my parents will respect me more. So they will love me and respect me for more. So long story short, after all of this that she would have went through in her life, she would have went through all of that just to earn the respect and the love from her parents. So therefore, this, this is how a coaching session works. So it's like getting to the root bottom of what someone really wants and not so much of what they think they want it for Mm. yes so she would have went through all of that that is uh, you you uh, really uh, painted that picture clearly yeah that's uh, wow I've never thought about things that way Um, how many people you how many people do you feel have a I guess deep rooted issue or something like that that they don't know how to solve and they're every day 
every day they're just thinking they're trying to solve it and they're not solving it. how how important uh, this is my question for you how important is identifying the root problem that you're trying to solve correctly can you repeat that again sorry so remember you said that you know the girl was doing mm-hmm. xyz she wanted to have a whole dream of things she wanted to do just and her her main root problem was to uh appease her parents she wanted to make her parents proud of get the respect of her parents right so you were able to help her identify what that was shortcut somewhat of this whole long elaborate thing she had to do which which is are good things to do right but that she was trying to address that problem right so my question for you is how important is it whatever age you are is it to identify the, the problem to save yourself time it is so important Mm-hmm. It is extremely important because that goes into more deeper issues that we have never really faced. And that's kind of hindering deep inside of us and it's eating us away. So therefore, mm-hmm. if you hold on to something so long and so hard, it starts to transform and manifest itself into an illness. So therefore, it, it goes into life or death. Are you killing yourself softly or are you thriving? So, yes, it is very important. Mm. So what do what is your suggestion of how people with. So I know personally me myself, I can say this, that as you get to a certain age, you still sometimes those problems from your childhood, they arise to the to the surface. Right. What's the best way for an adult or young teen out there to address these problems in a healthy way without, you know, because a lot of people I feel like are in denial, right? Like we, Mm -hmm. we always like to say that nothing that happened to us as a kid or as a growing up affected you. But what do you think the best approach is to if you, if someone out there is listening to you right now, and they're saying like, Hey, um, I'm having these thoughts. If and uh, what should I do from that? Should I ignore them? Should I try to get help? Should I just you know try to get some control? Think about something else. What would you suggest to someone who has these are deeper rooted, deeper rooted issues? I would say as well. They have things from their past because I think as a kid you don't let things go until they're solved. I, I honestly believe that we try to bury them deep down inside, but I think they need to be solved. But what would be just your suggestion to someone as a young adult or as an adult who has some issues that are unsolved from childhood? What, what, what do they go or how do they navigate themselves to become healthier and to let those things go? What's the, what's the best approach? Mm, number one, keep in mind, all thoughts and feelings are real, but not all of them are true. Mm. Not every story that you believe that happened to you is true Mm. so therefore get curious and and get curious to so deeply to the point where you start questioning the thoughts and emotions that surface within you Mm. so when you get curious it's like you challenging that subconscious mind and programming that keep replaying certain things within you and when you do that then it gives up so when it gives up you making room for new habits to occur new ways to view things 
new ways to approach different things in your life. Mm. Wow. So get curious. Yes. And give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to question yourself. Mm. That's a great answer. That's, that's, wow. Yeah, that's, that's deep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm deep. You kind of got me going like chills here it's thinking about <laughs> but it's, it's, it's good it's very good information but it's, it takes it takes a lot to be able to address those things and i, I feel like we've been talking uh, for a while now and um it sounds like correct me if i'm wrong that you can become a victim of your own thinking a lot in life yes. is that is that true what yes. you said? that is so true there is no greater deception than self-deception yes mm. Yes, you are a victimizer of your own, <laughs> your own true stories that you believe to be true. Mm. Yes, we are our own greatest destroyers. No Ooh. one can destroy you but yourself. Oh, okay. Dropping knowledge here. So what's a healthy approach? Because I know someone out there listening right now, right? Mm-hmm. Someone out there listening right now is thinking something and probably not true <laughs> about yeah. themselves. Right. What's a healthy way to control or to combat those thoughts about things? Because I think if you just talking, sometimes you're not going to always come up with the answer yourself. Right. I mean, that's just the truth. No, but if you question it, your brain loves questions. So it will find a Mm. way to give you the answers. Mm. It will come up with something to give you the answers. And when something Mm. surfaces up, then you can actually analyze it like, okay that's what's coming up for me so why and even questioning even deeper and then as you go on and on and on at deeper and deeper you go then you get to the source of it Wow! and then yeah. once you get to the source you can detach yourself away from that that's the key detachment detachment yes and it's it's not trying to control no do not try to control we have no no I know you mentioned how does one control that? You cannot control that. Just mm. don't entertain those thoughts and mm. start thinking something else and entertain that thought. You said the time you said to let it go, cut yourself off from it. Yes. Said, don't even, c- 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 I guess controlling used to have happen in your possession because you're still trying to keep it, right? So you yes. It, yes. I get what you. I get what you're saying. That's a. Uh, I feel like uh, we don't talk about topics like this enough and i am very uh appreciative of you to being able to you know talk about these things because these are the conversations the tough conversations that um people don't want well i'm not gonna say they don't want to have they don't they're not enlightened enough to have conversations about these things because now in today's society we're finally starting to normalize talking about you know mental emotional health uh, and things like that especially with i mean so many things in society that happens a lot more like suicides and depression and things like that that I don't think be acknowledged enough before, you know, that we can finally acknowledge now. So just giving you a, you know, it's a moment of, of appreciation because this is not easy uh, topic to tackle, discuss and have a positive outlook on, you know, and help mm-hmm. people. Yes. You know, this, is, this is people we're talking about. These are people and this can be the, the topic or the decision that life or death, you know, because, we all know that mentally, uh, mental illness and emotional illness can drive you to do some 
things, unthinkable things in a great way or in a negative way. Right. I mean, so just thank you so much for, you know, for, I, I really appreciate you for your avenue, you know, being able to go into an area that I feel is a big need in the community and the world in general. You know, it's, it's something that I feel like we have to have more conversations like this to normalize talking about these things. Yes, I agree. I feel like people a lot deny that they need help. <laughs> you know, we deny it. I was the same way for a long time. I think uh, one of my previous guests that I had, I was telling them kind of like how, you know, my mindset of how before I changed uh, my mindset when we grew up, that I knew everything and that I was judgmental to everybody else. I always point everything out, you know, what you're doing wrong, what you're doing wrong. And I never assessed myself, you know, mm-hmm. never assessed myself. And that was my growing point where I said, okay, assess, your, assess yourself, like, Everything is not right with you, so you can't go looking for faults in other people. And it helped me to be more healthier and be more positive. Mm-hmm. That's what I needed, right? So, yeah, I just really appreciate you know the work that you put in. I see, I see that you're well versed in what you're speaking on, and I, I feel the passion when you speak. So, so that you really care about the topic, and I hope that someone out there listening today can actually, you know, know that. There are people out here that are trying to help in the community, help in the world, and she may not be nearby, you know, but mm-hmm. always know that, you know, it's, it's positive energy out there and that I'm letting these voices be heard because I, I already knew that Dorna was special, you know, just because she's <laughs> been special, but just the, the, the path that she took is she did not take an easy topic to tackle. I'll take, I'll say that. And that, if that's not women empowerment right there, I don't know what else to say right there. That is stepping up to the plate to, you know, hit a, you don't know if it's going to be a curveball, fastball, under, underhand ball. You don't know what it's going to be. That takes a lot of courage, a lot of courage. Um, I commend that. I, I can't say that enough. I commend that tackling those topics. So, uh, I have one more final question, uh, to you as well. So, um, we, I guess we're speaking about healthy practices and things like that and just, someone who can't get a life coach right now, right? Mm-hmm. What are daily routines to that you would suggest to start to live a more positive, you know, emotional, mental lifestyle? What are some things that, like, you know, a few things that people can price in their everyday lives, just some tips that you would give um, as far as how they can, you know, start on a basic level of, you know, getting their mental and emotional. Yes. Together. Okay, first thing, get a journal. Start mm-hmm. writing. Okay. Start writing. And okay. after each month, read all of the pages that you actually wrote. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that's allowing you to step back from yourself and analyze and view yourself from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you can see so much clearer. The second thing I would um, say is appreciate, always appreciate, look at something, whether it's, oh, I am grateful for a roof over my head, or uh, thank you for um, the ability to have this water right now. Just appreciate, Mm -hmm. always be in alignment of appreciation. Mm -hmm. So when you appreciate, it multiplies. You get more of what you want in life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And another thing is, just carve out time for you. And a lot of people don't do that. Carve out some time just for you. 
No husband, no kids, no boyfriend, just you. Even if it's 15 minutes in a day, mm-hmm. just with you, whether it's taking a bath, whether it's listening to your favorite tunes, whatever it is, carve out time for yourself. Okay. Yes. And don't place no one above you. Hmm. Hmm. And that's the mistake a lot of people do. Oh, I was just going to ask you, yes. do you a lot of a lot of people do yes. that uh, yes. in today's today's world. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They neglect themselves, and when you neglect yourself, that means that you know people, your loved ones, are getting the depleted version of you because mm. you're not carving out time or doing the things that you enjoy doing yourself. So therefore, you're not some form of in an alignment of um, yourself and your true self. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you have a long list of duties in your day and you trying to tackle that and not stepping back and giving some time for yourself to regroup, reconnect within, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you are giving everyone else a depleted version of yourself. And that's why a lot of people reach a burnout um, state in their lives. Mm-hmm. Burnout. I'm just gonna say that. Yep. You don't want to burn out. Burn, burning out is, yeah. We yeah. all human. We're, we're all human. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's one thing that uh, you can't take for granted because energy gets low for everybody, regardless of whether you want to admit it. Absolutely. <laughs> you might not want to admit it, but yes, it does get it gets low for everybody. So those are some positive tips from Brother Nas as far as just things that you can. It's it's, it's a mindset thing you all out there, right? Um, Mentally, though she she didn't emphasize it like she pushed on a little bit, but how you think, <laughs> how you view things, is a huge part and or the first step in being healthy. You know, is how you do things. Yes, it determines your life. It determines who you are and how you view the and world. Learning the difference between what's good and bad for you, and learning how to, in, in her words, detach those things. from Tap, like cut them off because they are not you know, contributing to you in a positive way for, for growth. So definitely, I mean, these these are topics that, like I said, I would love to talk about more um, in the future because we need to normalize topics, uh, subjects like this. We need to normalize uh, things like this to you know bring better outcomes out of our people because we've had this one train of thinking for so long that we accept all these problems and try to deal with all these uh, different issues by ourselves and. That's not healthy. And it's finally time to address things like that if we want better for the future generations or better in the world today. So that's all of the questions I have for you about that topic, Dora Ma. So we're gonna as we decompress a little bit from the, <laughs> the uh the shake topic. it off the hard the, the tough topics, shake it off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we take our foot off the gas a little bit. We're just going really fast <laughs> on the highway just now. You know, breaking all the speed limits. So we're gonna. Uh, this is a segment of the show. Uh, I have an app here on my phone um, that generates three random "Would you rather" questions. So we always ask them to our guests uh, at the end of the show. Uh, so it's gonna be totally unrelated to anything we talked about. There, it's completely random, just so you know. But it's just a fun, something fun that I do with each guest um, before we take your uh, travel recommendation. That every other guest does as well. Oh, your travel recommendation, also your favorite fruit or flavor, because that flavor will be the top. That will be what this episode's flavor will be, because it's flavoring your ear, right? So every <laughs> get it, yeah, it's a little corny, but hey, that's what we do. 
So uh, I would like to ask you what you would you rather questions. Um, you're going to choose one and you're just going to say why they're completely random, not related to anything of these great positive topics that we've had about today. So it's just a little silly moment that we have before we close. So as I shuffle here, your first question is, would you rather be a cab driver in New York or a bus driver in Chicago? Mm. I would have to say a cab driver in New York. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> well, number one, um, I think it's a little more personable. You don't okay. see as many people all at once. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you meet so many people being a cab, cab driver, bus driver. I feel that, okay. They were like, okay, yeah, you, you know, get on pace, sit in the back, shut up. You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing <laughs> personable about it. Uh-huh. So I, I was, I feel that, I, yeah, I prefer the cab driver in New York. And then if I want to, I can actually engage in conversations. If I, I notice that, <laughs> if I notice that they were foreign, I'm like, okay, where are you from? Oh, that's awesome. And then I get more insight about where they're from. And so that's, yeah, that would be, it would make the job more fun. <laughs> I was just about to say, you probably get like many therapy sessions doing your cab. <laughs> I could see you doing that. And they were like, oh, this is the best service ever. You know, talking, talking, sitting back, you driving, telling their whole life story. I could see you doing that. That'd be, that'd be uh, yeah. yeah, I think that, uh, I think I do the cab driver too. I'm just not a fan of buses and, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of buses. I think the interpersonal part, like you said, as far as uh, the cab, I would like to ask more one on one, maybe one v two type of type of deal. It's nothing like too crazy. Uh, I think a bus is just like too many people one time, man. Too many people making noises. It just it's not for me. <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. for me. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. I would say uh, the cab driver, be a cab driver as well in New York. Okay, your next would you rather question is intelligence. Or wisdom, what's more important for a better world? This is a smart one. (laughs) Mm, Wisdom. I would say wisdom. Okay, why? Mm, Because when you're wise, you are also intellectual. Like Mm. things come and surface to you easily. You easily Mm -hmm. to enter, enter... Inter- what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> I've got a brain fraught there. But <laughs> yes, yes. So I would say wisdom. Because I would say wisdom anybody too, because can. I feel like wisdom is wisdom is passed down too. So you know, in generations of different, you know, things. yeah, like, like you're you're smart, but yeah, it's the wisdom yes. part is like intellect can be taught, wisdom cannot. Right, right, right. So mm. I. I I agree there. I agree there as well. And like I said, wisdom just passed down. It can be your grandmother's wisdom or, you know, it can be a lot of different big melting pot of knowledge. Yeah. And intellectual is good for the meantime, but I think the overall, you know, for, for wisdom. I, I agree with you there too. So we've agreed on two already. <laughs> so the next one is, would you rather be afraid to try new things or be so open-minded that you never said no? Mmm. Mmm. Mm, that's a tough one there. Mmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess. Whew. <laughs> that's a tough one. Oh my god. 
I might have to use that one in one of my coaching sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about that one, huh? Like, uh -huh. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I guess if I really have to choose, I would go mm -hmm. with um, the first one. You'd be, because be I wouldn't say, yes, just be afraid to, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't go with the last one because um, <laughs> Never just say saying no. yes to everything. Oh my god! Yeah, you might end up killing your you might end up killing yourself. You know, you get <laughs> what I'm saying. Gonna, so yeah, you're not going to die if you're afraid. You just right. not going to grow. But <laughs> if you're saying yes all the time, you might as well just kill yourself. Yeah, because so, somebody yeah. somebody out there is going to try to get you some type of way of negativity. Just, that's the world we live in, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it too. I was like, you know what? To never say no, no is a very strong word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was actually a good one. That's a write it downer. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, I stumped her a little bit. She's thinking a little bit on this one. <laughs> so the last would you rather is this is nowhere near deep as that one. Would you rather be addicted to Pinterest or Twitter? Pinterest. I love Pinterest, by the way. <laughs> yes, Pinterest has a lot of lot of different categories that you can learn from, grow from. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah Twitter is just gossip. Twitter is just gossip. It's like, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I love Pinterest, by the way. It's so many different things. Twitter is just if you if you love celebrities, maybe. I mean, that's probably the not really. <laughs> <laughs> I agree Pinterest as well so that's our would you rather session you know kind of give a little funny mood and that was really it. fun <laughs> so, as we close uh, I have to say this every episode because this is why we did the show um, this show was created with hopes of uh, one day starting a nonprofit organization for underprivileged children all around the world regardless of race gender color all of those things to be able to travel the world because I'm a firm believer in getting out of your comfort zones and seeing other cultures, other places. It helps immensely, um, I believe, to know sometimes your life is not as bad as you think it is and that people live different ways in this world. So as we close and we always ask every guest, Dodo and I, we're going to be asking you for a travel recommendation that either you'd like to go or that you've been that you can suggest to our audience and also what your favorite flavor or fruit is because that will be the title of today's episode <laughs> <laughs> all right so um a destination that i recommend is one place that i actually enjoyed i haven't been there in a minute about two years um scotland Ooh. go to scotland yes Okay. Scotland. Scotland is extremely fun. It's a little gothic. It's a little, but it's, it's, it's kind of in a way surprising. You feel like you're in a movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, so a, it's, it's very okay. enchanting. It's very enchanting. It feels like you're in a Harry mm. Potter movie. And the locals, mm. um, there, they are very friendly. They mm -hmm. don't care where you come from. They don't care what, you know, American, not American, whatever. They look at you as a human being. And they show respect on that level. Like and it it's, it's, yeah, and it's beautiful there. So, yes, wow. go there. Yeah. Wow. Go see some castles. Go, go, go climb <laughs> the mountains. Yes, it's beautiful. 
Yes. And as you can see, she's well traveled as well. And that's the outlook you have to have from going to different places is, is great. I've never heard Scotland, and this is episode, I don't know, we almost at 20 episodes now. And first time, <laughs> I love the diversity of, you know, the guests we have and the experiences they have. Scotland sounds dope. I have, I'm in Europe now, but I have not been there because of uh, our good old coronavirus, but I will put that on my bucket list as well because I've never been there before. So thank you for that recommendation. Uh, everybody out there, uh, we'll put a, when we do this episode, we'll put a small link that you can uh, view Scotland just for your own essay. So when uh, travel is a thing again, put that on your list and maybe you'll be able to go out there and, you know, Experience Scotland for what it is and have a good time. So, you might, uh, your last one, but or not, this is your closing moment of what your favorite flavor is or fruit. My favorite fruit is mangoes. <laughs> oh, that is one of our, I think, I think it's all of us. <laughs> yeah. I love, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's such a good fruit. It good is. <laughs> you can't go wrong fruit. with that one. It's such a good fruit, so I yeah, you can't go wrong with it. When they when mangoes are right, mangoes are right. Yes. <laughs> One of the best fruits ever. So uh thank you for your time. Uh appreciate, you know, the conversation. I hope that the conversation was good for you. Uh the uh, the platform yes, as far as the platform. Thank you for having me. Oh my god, this was awesome. <laughs> no, no problem at all. So as far as the platform, I feel like uh, in the future I will reach out to you again to talk about these topics because I said I like to normalize talking about these different things and maybe we can get you know you another guest or someone else on the show to be able to talk about these things because the same way for the same energy that we can joke and talk about everything else we need to talk about you know yes. real issues real issues as well so I'm all about balance and that's kind of why I'm in the show flavor in your ear because flavors are there are varieties of flavors right but they're all you know there are so many different types of flavors that are good you know that mm-hmm. So I feel as far as level of importance that all these things are extremely important to talk about. And I'd like to also, in closing again, uh, commend you again. I think I've said this probably in the beginning, but I can be remiss not to say it again. Just commend you on just you as a person. You never know who's looking right. So like just the fact that I didn't, I just hit you up one day and said, Hey, you want to, you want to talk? And you didn't know why, you know, but like you carry yourself in in such a positive way such a healthy way and it's, it speaks volumes about you as your character, the person you are and just know that your work and what you're doing, you know, it's not in vain. Like it, it does um, affect people in a positive way, myself included. Right. Like every time I see you post something or say something, I get, you know, happy, positive, you know, like that's a good, that's good energy, you know, from mm-hmm. wherever you are in the world, it's, it's just good energy. So I hope you continue to do that. And um, I wish you so well in all your endeavors in the future. And I hope that, this journey that you found your calling on that you are as successful as you want to be. So do you have anything to say in closing tonight uh, before we close our session? No, I just want to just thank you for having me. Um, it's funny how you reached out to me because um, right now I'm in a level in my um, coaching business um, of marketing. Okay. And um, I kind of said to myself, okay, um, stop hibernating get yourself out there you've been hibernating long enough it's it's time to be seen and heard and when I made that conscious decision you reached out to me you (laughs) sent me a message I'm like wow this is just amazing so thank you thank you for this opportunity it was great so as far as marketing is there do you have any uh social media or websites that anybody can reach you or contact you if they would like to have any 
more information? Yes, 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 yes. Um, you can go to my website at www.dorona, which is spelled D-O-R-O-N-A-H, lifestylecoaching.com. You can find me on Facebook at doronalifestylecoaching.com. Well, not .com, but just lifestyle coaching. Dorona Lifestyle Coaching. So doronalifestylecoaching.com and Dorona Lifestyle on Facebook. If anybody has any questions, um, as you can see, she's well-versed in uh, what she knows, and I'm quite sure she can help somebody out there. Or if you want to get information as far as what she's doing, her programs and things like that, please reach out. She's very humble um, and very positive at the, at the same exact time. If y'all know if I co-sign her, then, hey, it's, it's legit because I don't bring anybody on this show. I'm very picky. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, again uh, to all my listeners out there. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I love these episodes like this. The same way I can, you know, have some wine and have jokes. I love these episodes are just as important, if not more important. And I'm happy and thankful to be able to get guests that, you know, fit the narrative for what we're trying to do here on our show. So thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Have a good weekend. Have a good day. Stay positive. Stay safe out there. And uh, let's move together in the future. We are out of here. And I forgot my thing. So. Which is so great, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquis Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast, for exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love. Peace and love.